Welcome back to Down to Mars and Happy New Year. I cannot believe we are finally into 2020. We've been around for almost an entire year, which is crazy. So our first year anniversary is coming up really soon. I'm super excited about that. We made it an entire year. That's exciting. Um, so time is moving so fast. There's been so many amazing things that have happened towards the close of 2019. So lots of updates and lots of things to cover. So let's jump back in. Today, our shooting star is Morgan Debon. Morgan Debon is an African-American entrepreneur. She is the co-founder and CEO of Blavity, a website created by and for Black millennials. Blavity Inc. is the leading news company and media brand for Black millennials, plus Gen Z in the U.S., reaching over 30 million millennials a month, surpassing the digital traffic of many legacy Black media brands. Since launching Blavity in 2014, that wasn't that long ago, the, the brand has quickly grown to be a strong voice for viral culture, social commentary, and a platform for young creators to showcase their work. Morgan has been widely quoted as millennials expert and media entrepreneur in top tier consumer and business publications like Forbes and Huffington Post, TechCrunch, NPR, and so many more. In addition to Blavity, Morgan consults with enterprises on how to reach low-income Black and Brown communities, sp specifically focusing on financial literacy and empowerment. Starting her career in Silicon Valley, Morgan graduated with a BA from Washington University in St. Louis. She is amazing. Our shooting star today is Morgan Debon. I hope she hears this. <laughs> Now, y'all know I love talking technology, so let's get into it. Today's tech topic is 5G. We've all heard about 5G, possibly even seen it on our phones, but maybe don't know exactly what it is. So what is 5G? 5G is the fifth generation mobile network, so it's going to take a much larger role than previous generations. But to understand 5G, it's important to take a small step back and understand you know, how we got to this point by reviewing past generations. So the first generation, 1G, employed analog radio frequencies. Analog telephone lines transmit voice as electrical signals. When you speak into the handset of your phone, the microphone converts the sound waves into an analog electrical wave. These waves are then propagated over the telephone line to their destination. The receiving phone then converts the electrical signals back into sound waves through the speaker of the handset. That's it. That's 1G. So then 2G was introduced in the 90s. This was the first time digital data was used in cellular conversations. The voice signals are compressed and unnecessary frequency bands are taken out as the audio travels. This creates a better sound quality compared to analog phone service. 2G also offered short messaging service, SMS text messages. Then there was 3G. 3G was released commercially in 2003 which allowed for data transmissions of around 200 kilobits per second. This is where email and games, online video streaming was introduced, basically when iPhone came about in the world. So then there was 4G. 4G came around 2009 and offered the same array of services as 3G, but transmission rates were 10 times faster than 3G. So we're using, at this point, cloud technology, teleconferencing, gaming, all at faster rates. So now let's talk 5G. 5G is the new big shot in town, offering mobile internet speeds that will let people download entire movies within seconds and most likely bring big changes to video games, sports, shopping, and a number of under other industries across the board. 
So officials in the United States and China see 5G networks as a competitive edge. The faster networks could help spread the use of artificial intelligence, which is my love, and other cutting edge technologies. So 5G brings three new aspects to the table. Greater speeds to move more data, lower latency to be more responsive, and the ability to connect a lot more devices at once for sensors and smart devices. So think IoT. Speaking of which, let's talk a little bit more about how 5G improves accessibility. So the goal is that 5G technology can improve the overall quality of life. For example, there'll be significant advances in autonomous vehicle technology, and creating the potential for people to have new levels of personal and professional freedom. Um, there'll be more connected appliances, which can help automate tasks around the house, which can not only improve personal convenience, but also help those who need assistance with everyday tasks. Um, and then when you think of 5G, I also want you to sort of think of extending the reach of mobile broadband too. 5G can power technology well beyond what current mobile technology permits. Thanks to its speed and bandwidth, 5G promises to make significant improvements with 3D holograms, virtual reality, augmented reality, creating opportunities to connect people far beyond what current cellular technology allows. And then there's the, the whole improving safety and health and security as well. So access to 5G technology promises to improve mission-critical services that affect safety and security of services today. Opportunities include smart cities within 5G, specifically public spaces. So kind of think of like the DNC and how security is so necessary there to be connected with everything, right? Um, the potential for remote surgery, which is wild to even think about, and better traffic control um, and many, there are many other applications that depend on nearly instantaneous response time as well that will be improved using 5G. So there's so much to be excited about when it comes to 5G. I'm looking forward to it being um, implemented here in the city of Milwaukee. Our next segment features the incredible Koi Ellison. She is founder of Elastic Designs, an amazing graphic design company that has contributed to the design and branding of many local organizations, such as 414 Life of Office Violence Prevention, Social X, The Bee Narrative, just to name a few. Her art is unique, creative, and just overall amazing. I'm grateful to have had the privilege and opportunity of interviewing Quay a while back to discuss her journey in business thus far. She shared so many amazing insights and gems, and I'm excited to share bits of her journey with you today. Loki, this has been a long time coming. I should have released this a while ago, <laughs> but let's listen in. Okay, so we are here with Marquela Ellison. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Fantastic. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, I like to start with a quirky little question. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So if you had to name this chapter of your life, what would it be? Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the cumulative. The cumulative. <laughs> yes. Wow. Why, if you don't mind me asking? Um. So I turned 30 in July. Okay. Which I guess is a milestone. That's why I hear on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 30 30 yeah so I went through all those phases with my birthday where I remember being like 18 19 like ooh, 30 is 80 you old 
And then I remember being like, oh, man, I'm getting so close to 30. You know, like, oh, I got to have everything together. Yeah. Um, but when people ask me, like, how I felt overall about just turning 30, mm-hmm. I feel like it was just the sum of all things learned up until this point. I know that's, like, it's pretty cheesy and self-explanatory. But just mm-hmm. everything I learned, I feel like I'm at an age of maturity based mm-hmm. on everything. Um, where I feel like I'm more in control yeah. and more, I don't know, I feel like my path is more guided. And that oh, I is love loose. that. So I the cumulative, yeah. So I'm 27, uh-huh. and I hear um, I hear 30 coming. <laughs> yep. And I'm more mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. It's so silly, you know, when you're being so conscious of your age the way that I am. But I just... Um, I think that's a really great way of looking at it. It's just, you know, taking a look at all that you've learned and being able to apply it yeah. to life, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So tell the listeners, who is Marquela? Okay. Um, Deep question. Right. <laughs> Mar- Marquela is an old soul, a nurturer, a creative, a boss. <laughs> A retired hot girl. Um, it ended yesterday. <laughs> I was about to say, it ended yesterday. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's not here. No. Um, a leader, a president, um, a dog mom, all those things. Um, that's that's who Marquela is. Okay. And a sum. <laughs> awesome. Are you a Taurus? Cancer. Cancer. Oh, okay. So I, I asked because I'm a Taurus, and I was mm-hmm. like, you're describing me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So one thing that you didn't mention is that you are an entrepreneur. Oh, yes. That's yes. a big one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, of course, I'm an entrepreneur. I think, to me, that's a undertone. Okay. I just prefer the title creative, creative. or graphic designer okay. or owner, you know. Okay. Why is that? Um. I don't know. Entrepreneur is a verb to me. Okay. You know, something I'm doing. Something a lot of people are doing. Right. I would rather speak for my industry. And that's more of who you are. Yeah. It's who you are. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, so not to put it on back burner, I think it's just how I mm-hmm. market myself, if that makes sense. No, I like it. Interesting. Yeah. So but tell us right. a little bit about your business. Yeah. So um, I've had Elastic Designs LLC is a graphic design firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mainly focus on small businesses and nonprofits, um, filling in the gaps for um, in-house graphic designers coming in for special projects. Um, so sometimes big events, um, such as like the African American Chambers, uh, Breakfast of Champions, or Urban League's Black and White Ball, yes. um, or even just doing materials and marketing like um, for the Black Lens program. I did all the branding and logos yes. and. Um, some stuff for the city of Milwaukee on their K2 campaign. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm brought in for special things. I yeah. think um, the biggest niches for me are, um, of course, me being an African-American woman mm-hmm. um, and being part of the majority in Milwaukee, I have a good perspective on things yes. and um, how to reach people. Yeah. Um, and it's just more genuine. I feel like there's a lot of genuine, a lot of genuineness um, mm-hmm. in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus a lot on color. I focus a lot on type. I'm a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. I once met the guy who made Cooper black font and had lunch serious? with his wife and was like what? geeking out. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I'm deep into it. But yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I'm an owner. Um, I'm a creative. 
so I offer a lot of different things from just digital use of things for social media, mm-hmm. uh, flyers for print menus, logos, websites, um, anything. Yes. Everything. So I love your work. All of Thank your work. You. <laughs> so I was doing some research myself, and then I got on your site. I was like, I know all of this. I was like, that's Quay? Yeah. <laughs> you are like a boss. I was <laughs> like, what? Quay is all over this city. Like, what? You're so humble. Oh <laughs> hey, I'm so serious. I was like, 414 Life. Yeah. Oh, the B Narrative. I mean, uh, I was just like, what? I be rocking your stickers and stuff. Your, your art, not even knowing it. I'm like, Quay, I got Quay yeah. on my t shirt upstairs. That's awesome. Um, so how did you get into that space? Um, so I was always creative kid. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, uh, well, not clearly, but I am not a sporty person at all. That's okay. all my brothers. So okay. I spent most of my childhood in my room painting and mm-hmm. listening to music and um, just picking up different rose art kits for candles and mm-hmm. necklaces and all of that. Um, and at some point I just decided I wanted to be an architect. I don't know how I got to that. I was very young. An architect. Yes, I wanted to be an architect of like of buildings. Yes, okay. of buildings. Make sure that's yep. another word. Okay, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. So I think I have wanted to do that since I was like ten years old, and I went to college for it. Mm-hmm. And then um, things didn't go so well in architecture, which is was really hard for me to admit at the time because mm-hmm. I was like first generation. Like, mm. Mm, this is not working for me. But I went to this conference. Uh, well, a symposium I put on, and one of the guests, we were speaking more about the design and architecture. Mm. Um, and the professor, who, wow, oh, I feel a little emotional. She actually just passed away like a week ago. Oh, she um, was talking about graphic design. And I'm like, damn, that's where I need to be. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm switching. Like, I felt confident wow. about it. Um, she ended up being my professor the last, my last semester, too. Um, but so, yeah, I couldn't find any internships. I couldn't find... Uh, they wouldn't hire me without uh, experience. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Um, but I had a lot of people supporting me. Um, I was a part of my sorority at the time, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. I was going to ask, okay. <laughs> I don't know much about that world, but I know it's yeah. a big thing. So I was going to say, what is it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I joined Zeta in spring 2009. And then, um, I don't know, I've just always been a friendly person. So. Yeah. A lot of my um, frat brothers and sores and just friends doing different things on campus, like the Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. I started making flyers, and yep. I started getting paid for it. My mom is a serial entrepreneur, so okay. it was just very easy for me to just be like, you know what? This just makes sense. Um, yeah. And then be more intentional. Yeah, That was it. when you make it a business, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, you're, I mean, so yeah. for me, starting my business, it was like, let me consult, mm-hmm. you know? All of a sudden, it starts picking up, and it's like, well... Might as well make it official oh, yeah. and get serious about my life. Yeah. So sometimes that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. I really like the name Elastic Designs. How'd you come up with that? Um, it's, uh, I don't say a pretty easy name, but so uh, my last name, Ellison, E-L-L. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why there's two L's in there. And then Elastic, stretching, accommodating. So I actually had a tagline that I um, have discontinued, <laughs> uh, which was accommodating to your design needs. So I do do that. But you know how they say some things make you sound cheaper to oh, okay. not even desperate. I just didn't want people to think anything you want, I'll make it. Cause okay. that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, that's not the case, huh? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, stretching, accommodating, um, just flexible. I like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I like creating um, a personality for my design. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it calls for a lot of flexibility and trying a lot of different things. 
No, I really like it. And when I typed it into Google, you were the first that came up. So it's real unique. Oh, okay. <laughs> SEO, SEO popping. <laughs> right? I was like, uh, maybe I should Google mine and make sure I got that kind of <laughs> that kind of pool on Google. Um, awesome. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. you know, you're one of the fav- my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Um, I just like you. I love your confidence <laughs> and your humor and you're so relatable. Do you ever use Instagram or social media um, a lot to, like, really push your business? Or is it just kind of, like, something that you kind of, as an afterthought, and you, you network more in person? Yeah. Um, in the beginning. So, again, I'm, um, I'm eight, eight and a half years old in business. Oh, yeah, that's right. um, so, I think in the beginning it was very Marquela. Mm-hmm. Marquela did this. Marquela did that. Um, and once I got my clientele up. I am a very strategic person, let me just mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure that it, I wasn't the face of my business. I wanted—I didn't want people to say Marquella made it. I wanted to make sure people were saying Elastic Designs made it. Mm-hmm. So just a few years ago, as I started getting more business and really trying to take it full time, I separated things. So I have my own personal page, but I have a business page too. Okay. So every now and then I do—I recommend this for everybody. I like to touch base on my personal pages about what I'm doing. So I want it to be about Marquela. Yeah. Um, but Marquela is, you know, president of Social X, um, Elastic Design. Your personal page or your business page? My personal, my apologies, my personal page. Okay. Will kind of ho- host specs of everything that I do. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't want people to forget I'm a graphic designer, but yeah. I try to keep them separate. Okay. Um, so it's more of a reference point. And so that's one of the things that I struggle with right now mm-hmm. is keeping my business page separate from my personal page mm-hmm. because I feel like most of my friends, they follow my um, personal page yeah. and only like a fraction of them actually carry it over, which kind of speaks to my friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it um, to my business page. So I'm like constantly having to push my business on my personal page, mm-hmm. but maybe that's why they don't carry over because they're like, I could just learn about it here. So I never really know, yeah, like how, like how to carry out like the right strategy for my small business. Mm-hmm. And I've heard others sort of struggle with that as well. So you utilize Instagram, yeah, Facebook, and Snapchat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you mind if I talk about that more? Yes, please. So, um. I, I do have more followers on my personal page than business page, so it's mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. But I think every now and then they kind of overlap. Um, so and I won't put okay. everything on there. Yeah, and it's it's a good thing. So okay. uh, every now and then on my business page, I might put, hey, my assistant graduated from high school. I'll post that, something personal, you know. But on my personal page, when I talk about my business, I might be like, here's what I've been up to this month and post a few projects and tag my business just as like touch points to get them to follow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll even post like a teaser, like this was an event that I was at to see more pictures, go to that page, you know? Yeah. So every now and then just kind of pointing back to it to mm-hmm. create that balance or make people go there. So have you ever, have you ever like, be honest, like had a hard time getting people to follow your page or like your page or um, like your friends. <laughs> yeah. I struggle. I do. I'm like, what's wrong, yeah. y'all? <laughs> to be to be honest with you, my answer is I think so. That's yeah. not I don't know. I don't care. I don't I don't care about that. I don't think your strongest network your is friends. always your friends mm-hmm. or your direct network. It's good mm-hmm. that they know about you. I mm-hmm. think if 
I sincerely think if somebody says they need a graphic designer that they're going to mention me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily need to follow me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think, I don't know, I'm, I am really bad at listening to podcasts because I think all day. Mm -hmm. with, on like, so mm -hmm. it's hard for me to support in that way mm -hmm. everybody because I have... I work from home. No, I get it. I live right downtown. Like, I never have radio time mm -hmm. <laughs> without having to rewind. So it's hard. I think it's hard for people to support in certain ways. So mm -hmm. I just try not to get caught up in the numbers. Mm -hmm. And I think about social media um, at bare minimum as, like, just mm -hmm. uh, a place of reference. Uh, so when you look me up or when you – I think I care more about my hashtags yeah. than I do about my That's follows. That's another big one. I ain't going to lie to you. So, like, what's your hashtag? Elastic Designs. Just ha hashtag Elastic Designs. Well, just that one. And that's a whole look. Uh, Y'all got to hit me up because <laughs> I could go on and on for, about this. But I have like a list of ones that I use. Okay. So depending on what I post about, you're at least going to get Elastic Designs, hashtag MKE, hashtag Graphic Design. So a few mm. generic ones. So I pop up on those feeds. I should do MKE. Why yeah. have I not been doing MKE? Oh, please put MKE on. Lord. I'm trying to make sure they know. <laughs> Everybody problem? should hashtag <laughs> MKE or Milwaukee. That's I use both. That's a good gym. Okay. Yes. Why? Why am I not doing that? <laughs> you can go back. It ain't late, y'all. I'm about to. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing three, three o'clock in the morning to, yeah. today, working on that. Okay, yeah. awesome. So I'd like to circle back yeah. to your personal account. Mm -hmm. So I've been reading about how your personal brand can actually drive um, business to mm -hmm. your, like, people drive people to your business page so as of late i've been like for myself i've been doing these raggedy videos <laughs> but like talking about like data science and everything that's in relation to my business right do you think that it's effective to um build up your personal brand to to drive traffic to your others or is it something you've ever tried before yes i think I guess I'm trying to figure out how to answer this differently than what I was saying. Because I feel like before. I feel like you're like a personality on Instagram. Yeah, really. Yeah, I do. Yeah, like Lizzo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 the visuals that are popping my head is like me dancing with a laptop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I mean, that's yeah. a, that's I mean, if you like get a lot of followers like, yeah. from your personal Instagram, then mm -hmm. you automatically have so many followers on your business. You know, yeah. so it's a strategy. But I think um, I guess. You should. I think you should have a personality on any mm -hmm. any platform because I think, especially with social media today, mm -hmm. it's hard to know who's real and mm -hmm. who's got a little bit more than like what they're doing. If that uh, makes sense. Okay. Um, so I do think I don't know. I think I get business out of personality, like you were asking before about. I think if I get more business on social media than in person, mm -hmm. I definitely think I seal the deal. You know, okay. in person, I do think people want to see it. I think. It makes them trust you more mm -hmm. and look to you for certain things. Okay. I hope I'm answering. No, that. you are. You are. For sure. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. So it's just really honing in on your authenticity. Yeah. So if you're better in person, then go that route. Yeah. Social media. Oh, yeah. I would definitely say that. So tell us about your role with Social X. Yeah. Um, so Social X uh, is a young professional group. Mm -hmm. We uh, focus on retaining our talent through social means. So uh, we host a lot of different um, networking events, parties, professional development events. Um, we had our, a few months ago, had our homecoming week. Uh, we cover health and wellness. We cover arts and culture, different things like that. And we just celebrated seven years. Yes. Um, so I am currently president of that group. And um, 
there are there's three of us total now that are in the day-to-day um, workings of it, but then there's 15 of us total with our advisory group. And things. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, the last I've been president the last two years, um, and it's really just about making sure we have a place to go, mm-hmm. a place to be with our tribe, our community, yeah. um, to grow and be young professionals, have fun, be safe, um, and get to know Milwaukee and fall in love with Milwaukee. And um, it's a passion of mine just to make yeah. sure people are comfortable. Well, I can tell it's a passion of yours because you do it so well. Thank you. Right. And I, I can tell that you really love it. Um, and Social X is just an amazing organization for someone like me who's like, it's hard to get me out the house. Like, mm-hmm. I get out the house for Social X events when I can. Um, so, you guys are doing amazing work. It's a lot of work, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, you all host so many events and you're so engaged with the community. So, how do you balance the two? Yeah. I'm sure you got other things going on in your life as well. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What does that look like? Um, well, one, I have some pretty strict boundaries. Okay. Um, I've been, I've always had a lot of different things on my plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's just another mm, gift and curse of being a woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. also being that entrepreneur, you know, you know, I'm just asking for it. You know, I just know, I think overall that there is no way that I'm going to achieve success doing like just a regular nine to five or doing one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So I have a routine every morning. um, And then I just have simple rules that I follow to keep balance, like um, availability. Mm -hmm. If an event pops up like within less than a week, Mm -hmm. I won't, I won't go. Mm -hmm. Because usually um, one, that means there's probably like some bad planning in that event. One, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might not be worth my time. Yeah. Um, and two, like I've kind of laid out my week and I want to stay true to that. So mm-hmm. unless it's something really important, I don't know additions after a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have about two weeks out. So even mm-hmm. when people say they want to meet with me, mm-hmm. that does not mean we have to meet that day. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have to answer your call that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have a system set up with, you know, I'll get back to people within this amount of time. Meetings are at least this out. I don't work on weekends unless I want to. Oh, wow. um, so I have to be firm to that. And, of course, sometimes I get behind or sometimes I'll take on a project where I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to have to pull an all-nighter. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I can see it coming. But also with Social X, I know what events we have. Um, and because I've been doing it so long, I know what time it's going to take for me to get up to that. I know when to block out time. Mm-hmm. I know if that event is Wednesday, mm-hmm. I can only answer emails. That's it. No. So <laughs> you actually, you taught me <laughs> that I don't have to schedule meetings like a, a week or even two um, from the request. Oh. So when I first requested you, um, you were like, I think it was like a month out or something. And you were like, you know, I hope it doesn't seem <laughs> whatever. But I was just like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, why don't I do that with people? Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. So ever since then, I'd be like, two months out. Yeah. <laughs> it just is fine. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it, it helps It helps me manage my sanity. Um, I get so many meeting requests. And it's just it's so much better when, like, I put it out there. And I'm like, I don't need to meet with you today yeah. or this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you for that. And I try to, anything I don't like, I just try to make a list of it in my phone to really be like, how can I fix this? Mm -hmm. Because it's stressful being an entrepreneur, you know? (laughs) So I'm trying to do the best I can to be happy and enjoy what I do, you know? 
And, you know, I don't want to get burnt out. I don't yeah. want to get stressed out. Yeah. And I want to be able to manage everything mm-hmm. I have on my plate because I enjoy doing it. And you're a full-time entrepreneur. Yes. Creative. Mm-hmm. And I want you to speak a little bit to how you got to be full-time. Yeah. I'm not right now. Okay. Um, well, I take that back. I am a full-time entrepreneur, but I'm a full-time everything else, yes. <laughs> if you get my drift. Yes. I know it was hard telling people, yeah, I'm full-time now. I'm like, wait, but I always no, been full-time. full-time <laughs> right. But you get my drift. So yeah. I, I have a full-time job at GE Healthcare, um, pursuing uh, higher education, a number of other things. So I'd like to know, like, where or how you got to be full-time or how you made that transition. Yeah. Um, so my last um, job. I was there for three years before I left. Um, so at that time, I think I had my business for maybe like five or six years. So uh, when I think about, I guess, the eight years I've had my business, the first first one to four years, um, I was really young and kind of just, it was a hobby, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the second phase was kind of just figuring it out and building my clientele. I was mm-hmm. still kind of blindly moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end, especially with the growth of Milwaukee, um, and just uh, the frustrations of my job, but also the frustrations of my client load and just me not having time for mm-hmm. life. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally like working before work, working on my lunch break, meeting people like at Rise and Grind Cafe. Like it was just so much. And trying to have a social life and I got to have a social life. So <laughs> I just decided it's time to... Um, it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, why haven't I left? And so I made a list of everything I was scared of. And then I started figuring out how I could get rid of those things. And then um, my trial was going part-time oh. to see if I was able to come up with the funds to, you know, out to keep myself afloat through my business and only work there part-time. And I was killing it. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, once I did that for a while, um, I just kind of planned. I met with, um, as a creative, I just like to keep it real. I'm not good with the monies. <laughs> I'll do right by it, but, like, projecting it and understanding it. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to hire somebody. I hired somebody, but I um, also went to my credit union, like, offers classes. So somebody sat down with me, and mm. I just, like, told her everything I was scared of, and she, like, helped set me up on the budget and a plan and just, I just did everything That's that awesome. I was scared of. Credit was, union? Yeah. Let me go to credit union. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a nonprofit called Green Path, um, so I think they do it all the time. But I just need to have a conversation with somebody and talk through everything that I was scared about. Um, healthcare was a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, especially as a woman. You yeah. know, I want to have kids. Yeah. But realistically, I know I'm just keeping 100. Like, I'm, I'm not with anybody right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, just in case anybody looking. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, That's hilarious. <laughs> but. Um, I plug myself then, too. Right. <laughs> not, 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 not. Look. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I had to decide. I don't. I'm probably not going to have kids in the next five years because mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on this business, you know. So mm-hmm. I just had to, like, make a list of everything, figure it out, and then I just put a date on it. And I gave myself, like, three months. Wow. And I did it. That's so inspiring. Um, yeah. I, I'm i right at that point where 
it's so much <clears throat> on me right now. Mm-hmm. So much. <laughs> and um, GE is like, it's a huge job. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't have a social life right now. Mm-hmm. And I would like one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I do believe that eventually I will have to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have so many of those fears. So I think that that's really good advice just to write down what those fears are and yeah. how to tackle them. But I think insurance is just the biggest one. Because, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, corporate insurance is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? So it's just getting comfortable with that. Um, but it's really real what you said, right? When you're trying to plan your life, you have to be really real with your life, and that's not easy to do, yeah. right? To, like, come to, not come to terms, but just, like, understand where you are and where you're, where you're probably going to be in the next five years, three years. A lot of people don't do in general. Um, but that's something that I think that is worth worth doing especially as an entrepreneur or businesswoman sort of doing like a strategic plan for Mm -hmm. your life so what's been the most difficult thing since transitioning to full-time um can I have one more thing sure so I think another thing that helped me is before I even put my notice in Mm -hmm. as soon as I made my mind up I started acting like that with my business I started letting all my clients know I started going after bigger stuff too to help fluff me yeah. For me, you know, because I was terrified. Yeah. But that's it. I just want to make sure I mention it. I was spreading yeah. the word, putting it in the right ears before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, this just made me feel better. I'm like, oh, I'm about to leave. Just so y'all know I'm full time. Keep it coming. Oh, wow. <laughs> but you said, what has been the hardest thing? Yes. Um, hmm. Well, I am a little bit over the hump now, but I still think that. It was the hardest thing so far. Um, I have just been trying to take my business. I'm just trying to scale it up. Mm-hmm. So the way that I was moving before, I can't move like that anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, I first started, the biggest thing I've always done is flyers. Flyers, 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 flyers yeah. for parties. Yeah. Uh, but my clientele has changed. I've yeah. gone from, you know, house parties and club parties to, you know, galas and events and yeah, things like yeah. that. Um, so I'm seeking bigger projects. Okay. And as I'm seeking these bigger projects and spending more time to put these RFPs and proposals together, um, it got real discouraging. It got real dark once. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just have to say, you know, I can, if I ask a hundred people the same thing, somebody got to say yes, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was just me getting my paws roughing up a little bit um, and being okay with that. But just trying to scale up and go after some of those bigger clients. Um, it made me realize I'm an entrepreneur, you know, some of the wording, um, there are certain things I've been denied because they know it's just me running the show and I don't have a firm behind me, even Mm -hmm. though it doesn't make, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't make any sense, but you know, how can you judge someone based on it being one one person, person, you know, when it's just a few people that have skills that one person can have, um, and just some of the other bigger firms that come into our city, you know, yeah. that have are not in touch with the community at all, but come in and scoop up projects and, you know, mm. take them for what's considered cheap to them, but mm-hmm. consider, you know, mm-hmm. a good few months for me. So right. <laughs> and that's me oh, keeping wow. it real. Yeah. So, um, but again, I'm over that. I just had to be aggressive. And to be honest, I have some amazing um, champions. I don't have any official mentors, but. I would consider them mentors that, you know, I explain my frustrations to. And I have a community where I feel like people are very intentional mm-hmm. about supporting me and spreading the word about me. So even I know though I, I am. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I thank you. But so, yeah, that's probably just the toughest thing. Um, so <laughs> the stuff going on with DNC yeah. now, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm getting to see, I'm getting to know the game. I don't know if y'all watch Power, but it's a whole <laughs> game, girl. The game. <laughs> Politicking, politricking. Yeah. So I wish I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. but again, so much opportunity. So much opportunity. Yeah. Uh, from so many angles. So, yeah, I think that's been that's definitely been the toughest thing. But um, it's been looking up. Like I said, you ask a hundred people, like. Somebody got to say yeah. I love that. A few so people just, don't say yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so persistence mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, would you give any advice to someone who wants to break out in the same field? Um, I do not think there's ever a good time to do anything. I think that's one of the reasons it took me so long to take my business full time. I feel like. I should have left two years before, and mm-hmm. I was just getting comfortable. Um, and I didn't, yeah, <laughs> don't get comfortable. Take the yeah, take, the leap. take the leap. Like, I don't know. I We're young, even if you're not. I mean, we are given this long, beautiful life, mm-hmm. and if we mess up or we got to try again, that's cool because you're living, you know? Yeah. Um, but real. I was, yeah, no, I would just say take, like, take that leap and plan, like, really. Just plan it. You know, I'm not going to say things are easy, but just about everything is able to be solved in some way. You Whether you got to ask for help. Really? Yeah. No, you should. This is a real problem yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm learning so much. Um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, I don't want to just say go for it, but I don't know, just figuring out. I thought that I would always have a, it was going to be a special time where I was going to be like, man, I'm so rich right now. My business is so banging. I'm going to just go ahead and quit. You know, yeah. that day never came. Okay. Um, and not to get all depressed. My mom got diagnosed with cancer the same day that I, the same day that I um decided I was going to quit. And that made me feel like I, didn't realize I that. should maybe stay on a little bit longer. You know, it just kept being one thing after another. Again, um, I'm an African-American woman, you know, in Milwaukee. I'm from born and raised from here. It's just all those things, family, illness. Um, when is a good time to take that leap? I could have waited then, you know, but I didn't, and I've been good. I've been blessed. Mm. Um, so I will just say, I just leave that as, as an example, that there could be so much going on. There's just no such thing as a perfect time, and you got to put that grit. You got to yeah. put that work in. I, y'all can't hear this, but I'm, like, putting my fist into my mm-hmm. hand, like, yeah. Be prepared to sweat and push through it because it's going to feel good when you cool off. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing advice and yeah. um, a, a great way to wrap this up. I really appreciate your time, Quay. Thank you. Thank you. I truly hope you enjoyed the interview with Quay Ellison as much as I did. She is such an inspiration and dropped so many gems on this episode. Shout out to Quay for being so awesome. There are so many incredibly talented and amazing people in the city of Milwaukee, and the support for the Milky Way Tech Hub is growing. We've had so many accomplishments last year, from partnering with American Family Social Impact Institute to awarding $12,000 to diverse startups, and so much more. There is so much to be grateful for and to be excited about for 2020. It's going to be a big year, so continue to stay tuned. Down to Mars podcast functions as a platform for Jet Constellation's Milky Way Tech Hub initiative to rebrand the city of Milwaukee as the Milky Way Tech Hub, a tech hub that thrives on diversity. If you are interested in supporting diversity in tech, please donate by visiting our website, downtomarsmke.com. Until next time.